righty. Uh, it is uh, time for the Islip Report. We bring in the uh, great town supervisor in Ms. Angie Carpenter. Uh, nice enough to give us a few here on a Thursday morning. How are you, my dear? Everything all right? Couldn't be better. How about you? Always good. Always good. Now, well, we spoke to you a long time ago. It was on Friday, actually. <laughs> when I was uh, doing the middays, we were discussing, uh, you know, listen, the housing stuff is a uh, is a big issue right now. Uh, the governor made a way into Patchogue. Um, hopefully she heard some complaints. I, I don't know anybody for this. I, you know what it is? Yeah, affordable housing is is a nice idea and everything else, and it's and it's needed. But you gotta you gotta you, you can't do it as a mandate, and you gotta be careful regarding zoning laws here on Long Island, right, Angie? Absolutely, and they were put in place for a reason, and most of them uh, feed off New York State codes. So that I find you know another interesting dynamic. But, um, you know, she did come down to Patchogue, and Patchogue is pretty well built out. There's no place to go in Patchogue, really. And I almost wish she had come to Bayshore, because in Bayshore, we are in the midst of projects that were approved 10, 15 years ago. Uh, Some completed, some, you know, have already got their COs and are all done. Some are, you know, in transition, being built as we speak. Some recently approved and are just starting to stake things out. So, um, you know, but it becomes evident that we are doing what she is thinking she's forcing municipalities to do. We're already doing it nicely and doing it well. Yeah, no question about it. Uh, and, you know, that's that's the key. If if you're able to see how some of these towns have operated when it comes to this stuff, you know? Instead of putting over this this blanket mandate saying, hey, this is what has to be done. Over 10 years, we're going to accomplish this, the whole 800,000 units. Uh, and if you don't comply, you know, guess what? Uh, there'll, be, there'll be some consequences. That's not how you operate. It's not how you operate. Uh, so... Uh, we'll, we'll see what occurs there without question. Um, give me an idea. Give me a sense as far as uh, what everything else is coming into play as far as Islip, how things are going about as we get into a, a spring season. So far, we've been sped, right, with winter and snow. I don't want to jinx anything, but the crews, they've got all the supplies and everything else out of snow. Well, the snowstorm we had, you know, a day or two ago was absolutely perfect and ideal. Uh, because it just seemed to be that it was on the grass and on the trees and not on the roads and the sidewalks. So that's the kind of storm you want. But, yeah, we're keeping our fingers crossed that we don't have any more appreciable snow to deal with. But it's interesting. A number of people have said to me, oh, you must have saved a bundle. You know, you're not doing any plowing, any appreciable plowing. However, when we're not plowing, it seems like we're pumping. Yeah. We have a lot of areas, low-lying areas, that, you know, flood when there's any, you know, persistent amount of rain or when the uh, high tide is, you know, hitting just at the right time. Uh, So when we know that storms are coming like that, we go out, do a lot of preventative pumping of, of all of the drains to make sure everything's clear, that it can take the water on, but... If not, when that water comes and it starts coming over the bulkhead, 
There's no place for it to go, and the streets flood, and that's when we dispense the pumping trucks. So, we, you know, our pumping operations go into full gear. So, you know, actually, I was talking to someone in DPW the other day, and they said the snow is a lot easier to deal with because the snowstorm comes, you clean it away, and then that's it. With the When the, you get a rain situation that requires pumping, you could be pumping for two days until the streets are, are clear. We had some rain last week that required a lot of the pumping, and I was driving through an area like three days later, the sun was shining and the street was still flooded. So, um, you know, it isn't always as simple as it appears. I was thinking about this also with the the lack of snow and the salt. I, I, the roads are spared for the first time uh, in a long time. You know, you get and, the potholes and everything else, and that's something that was uh, kind of cleaned up somewhat by the county. And uh, based on the lack thereof, uh, spared here in, in this type of situation. Well, the fact that we didn't have as many uh, frigid days as we normally would have Although there was an article in the paper I was reading this morning, uh, the number of days where the temperature cause, you know, would cause the kind of uh, freezing, cracking uh, situation that causes the potholes, we had nine less this year than we had last year. And uh, when I was looking at that chart, we still had the, the greatest number of days uh, of that kind of situation that causes you to have the potholes, but our guys have been out there, uh, and the warmer weather has enabled us to to do a lot of that pothole repair sooner uh, than we normally would be able to attack it because it's been mild. Temperatures are really, I mean, today it'll be 50 degrees with sunshine, different deal tomorrow, we'll see, uh, but uh, uh, all in all, uh a very good stretcher. Angie Carpenter with us, the Islip Report. Um, you know, the talk, we talk about the airport. Everybody wants to talk about the airport all the time, and people rave about the airport, Angie. Uh, destinations and everything else, breeze. I mean, really good stuff going on with the airport. And you got a refurbishment going on as well. Uh, a lot of upgrades coming into play over the next year. Well, that's that, and it's exciting to see, and it's happening as we speak, and uh, it is happening rather quickly. But the entire uh, interior of the terminal is being renovated. New, you know, the walls are being fixed, repaired, the plumbing, the heating, AC, everything will be upgraded. And it's been 50 years. You know, the building is old, and uh, although they've done an incredible job of maintaining it, it's always spotless. But uh, it really did need some TLC. And uh, we built that ground transportation center a couple of years ago, opened it last year. And that is a very nice environment. And that kind of look that we have in the ground transportation center is what you're going to be seeing in the terminal, uh, kind of reminiscent of, of the beach and, the, you know, that kind of island vibe to it. It will be even more pleasant. And, you know, you said earlier how people, you know, love the airport. They truly, truly love the airport. Once you fly through Islip, it's like, oh, my God, you know, where has this place been? I can't believe it. It's so wonderful. 
we need more flights. And again, we're constantly working on that. And as we said, Tom, and again, it's particularly challenging now. The airline industry, you know, is fighting the same kind of issues that all businesses are, supply chain issues, staffing issues, and then the regulations that, uh, you know, the FAA and the federal government have passed uh, requiring flight crews to spend fewer hours in the air than they were spending, so that necessitates more crews, not enough pilots, not enough flight attendants. Uh, You know, everybody is struggling to get uh, employees, it seems. No, no doubt. It's a great fact. I tell you, when I, when I flew in there a couple of months ago, it was seamless. It really was. You know, you get off, you got your bag, you're out the door. I mean, it's just really a terrific uh, situation over there and, and getting even better. Angie Carpenter with us. You know, I had John Walzer on uh, about a week ago, and uh, the town of Iceland by DA director, executive director. And, you know, from an economic front, uh, You've got a lot of projects that have been closed, capital investments, a lot of jobs being added. I know that's very important to you. I know there's a food manufacturer that expanded last year. That's going to bring about a couple of hundred new jobs. I mean, you got a lot of good things from an economic standpoint coming into play here, too. It, it truly is, and that's very, very important to do because everybody knows that the cost of living here is high. No one wants their taxes going up, and likewise, no one wants to lose any of the services they want the roads taken care of. They want our parks to be pristine. So the only way you can sustain yourself is to grow your base. And our IDA and our economic development team has really done an incredible job. In the time that I've been there, we've induced over 100 new projects. And uh, it's meant thousands of jobs, 9,000 jobs being retained uh, or created here on Long Island in that time. That manufacturer that you talk about, Water Lilies, <clears throat> is going into the old Entenmann's facility, and uh, they're bringing with them 300 jobs. And every time I sit down and, and do a briefing for a town board meeting and review everything, uh, all of the projects that are happening, you know, it's, it's so wonderful to see, oh, this is another 50 jobs, this is 75 jobs, oh, 300 jobs. And, you know, consistently... You know, slowly but surely, we're moving in the right direction, but we're doing it in a way that's appropriate, not, you know, creating, a, you know, an industrial city here where we've got pockets of industrial parks in the town of Islip. Part of the HIA Long Island is in the town of Islip. We've got a wonderful area over in central Islip, west of Carlton Avenue, uh, research Drive, and there are a number of, of big companies in there. In Bayshore, uh, over by Entenmann's in that area, there's a whole, you know, plethora of businesses tucked away. And uh, Heartland in uh, Edgewood in North Bayshore, right adjacent to the Deer Park train station, there's a huge industrial park there with all kinds of businesses um, a CPI Arrow is in there. I was there. They've got over 300 jobs there. I was there for a presentation a couple of weeks ago, and it was very, very interesting because they were trying to hammer home the message that manufacturing is alive and well here on Long Island and certainly in the town of Islip. And uh, 
In fact, they were really honing in on that message. They brought a group of technology students in from one of the local high schools, and they had T-shirts printed up for them that said, Manufacture Your Future. And uh, it's a great little tagline, but more than a tagline, it kind of is letting young people know that you can manufacture your own future. It's in your hands to do what, you know, you want to do. And if you have a, a burning desire to be in manufacturing or be a pilot or start a business or be an educator or, you know, be a local host on a radio show, you can do it. You can do it all here in the town of Islip. That's uh, what it's all about. And the opportunities present itself. So uh, that's a very good thing. So uh, some good things happen. A lot of good things happening as uh, we get into the spring season. And uh, with spring, you know, it means uh, obviously the good weather and everything else, the parks, the pools, and everything else. But pretty much you're oh, feeling pretty in good about gear. things as we get into some really good weather, hopefully, over the next few. huh? Our guys are in high gear getting the parks ready, you know, all over from – you know, Fire Island, Atlantique, the marina over there, uh, the Bayshore Marina, Benjamin Beach, the park there, all of our... We've got close to 100 parks when you factor in the small little neighborhood parks, the pocket parks, and then our regional parks, certainly Roberto Clemente in Brentwood. We are going to be having a formal ribbon cutting of the skateboard park there. That is, the you know, the final enhancement to what is an absolutely gorgeous facility with an Olympic-sized swimming pool and a great spray park and refurbished basketball courts and playgrounds. And um, as we speak, they're working on more turf fields. We're putting turf fields in at Pardee Park, which is right behind Town Hall West. We've uh, reconfigured some of the tennis courts to pickleball courts. Redid the basketball court, the handball court, the playground has been replaced and resurfaced, and they're completing uh, turf fields there. So that will be a, a smaller but kind of a regional park. And also in Oakdale, Byron Lake, and uh, when I'm given the update next month, hopefully I'll be uh, able to give you more specifics, but that's a $20 million project in Oakdale. That pool was built nearly 60 years ago, uh, and nothing major has been done to that facility. We completely uh, ripped out the pool and are redoing that. will be a, a beautiful, I, the renderings are absolutely gorgeous, um, redoing the uh, concession stand area, enlarging that, giving it uh, really nice space that people can rent for small family events, a shower, you know, uh, birthday party, whatever. Uh, also, the lake over there is being cleaned up and uh, taken care of, rehabilitated, and doing what uh, needs to be done. So that is an, another exciting project. And, you know, over at Holbrook, we're redoing tennis courts into pickleball courts. It is absolutely amazing how pickleball has taken off. Oh my goodness! Did you play? Uh, I, you know what? Uh, no, but I, I think I'm going to have to. You know, yeah, I think I'm going to have to play. Everybody wants to play pickleball. You know. Yesterday, I was at the Higby Lane Senior Center, and they were celebrating the 99th birthday 
uh, of Mrs. Mulvey. She was just adorable. Uh, but anyway, going on at the center was indoor pickleball. They're there every Monday, so I decided to pop in. Uh, it's something I've wanted to do. I, I have my pickleball rackets. They're still sitting in the bag, but uh, I haven't had an opportunity. So I went in there to kind of watch and get a taste of it. And uh, they were kind enough to give me a racket. And I uh, didn't have my sneakers on, but uh, I got a couple of good shots in. But it's very much, if you like ping pong, if you like tennis, racquetball, you'll love pickleball. It's really, it's really cool. You got to try it. Try it. Maybe uh, you and I could get on the court. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, sounds like a plan. You never know. Listen, you got a lot of good things happening. Keep up the great work. Uh, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. And if anything breaks, I know you'll get to us sooner than that. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you for the opportunity to let uh, the residents in the town and everyone else who wants to be a part of our town about the great things that we're doing here and uh, the great things you're doing at uh, Long Island News Radio. You're really keeping us focused, giving us that information that we need about what's happening in our own backyard. So, Jay, thank you, you and John and everyone at the team there. Well, we appreciate that. That's what we are here to provide. And uh, I'll tell you, it's like uh, juggling. You know, you got so many, so many balls in the air. Oh yeah, but, uh, it's a busy news cycle these days. You know better than anyone. Uh, but we thank you for the kind words, and we will chat soon, my dear. You keep up the great work. Take care. Stay safe.